Hey everybody, welcome back. This is the Phoenix Podcast with Daniel and Jason, and joining us again, our first reoccurring uh, guest, I guess we would call it. Guest. Special yes. talker, you know, whatever what? you want to say. <laughs> Start the Anvil Nicole Hunt. <laughs> nah, we're on with it, man. Good. We don't edit. That so was it? Let that me, was, let, that was the whole Let intro. me help you. Wow, oh, that was the worst that intro. That was way worse Thanks. than me. Uh, welcome, Phoenix Jiu-Jitsu fans. What? Go what ahead. are you bitching you about no, now? No, 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 go ahead. You're screwing up the intro. Go. What are you going to say? <laughs> <laughs> this is a shit show. Already. Uh, so, like to welcome back our good friend, former professional MMA fighter, Checkmat Brown Belt, the highest ranking uh, belt in the room right now, I must add. Why do you say right now? Because she is. I'm just saying she's probably going to continue to be. I mean, I don't. I don't think you have to train to continue. Can I finish my intro, please? (laughs) My friend. Well, that's okay. Okay. Uh, The Anvil, Nicole Hunt. Welcome. Unenthusiastic intro. I well, the both. reason being is because he kept interrupting to. me. So apparently they ran out of options today, and uh, I'm the only one stupid enough to come out um, in the pandemic and be their guest. That's not <laughs> that's not true. We didn't run out. You were like the second person I asked. Oh, <laughs> thanks. Well, the first person I asked hadn't been on yet, and mm-hmm. I was going I was going to ask Dan, um, Anthony, but he's oh. uh, he was like still full lockdown. Well, he's kind of weird about it, and. He was like, uh, well, I don't have a lot to talk about right now. He's probably scared, honestly. Yeah, I believe so. We got a lot to talk about with the project coming up. Well, he he wanted to wait till he had, like, more things to talk about about that project before he Can we talk about that project? Yeah, yeah. What's going on with it? I think we can. I'd wait for him. Okay. Whatever. Yeah, Yeah, so, welcome back, Nicole. We're truly glad to have you. Thank you. That's the longest intro we've ever done. I don't think that whole thing was an intro. I think you're going to continue to make it longer by interrupting. So as you can see, we don't have a plan today. That's not true. We have a plan every no, day. we've got a huge plan. I've yeah. got a plan. It's going to be huge. 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 Listen. Listen. This podcast, it, no one does a better podcast. It's, it's going to be huge. No no one. Not one of your better Believe imitations. Me. No. Stick to, stick to Michael. <laughs> Babber. Oh, Lord. He has to do that at least once the, every podcast. The Phoenix too. Podcast. <laughs> he got to. Is like the armpit of podcast. Has he listened to any of them? Do you know? I don't think so. I doubt it. I mean, you couldn't get him to sit down for an hour and listen to anything that, that didn't true. involve him talking for well, an I don't hour. Right? <laughs> he may have listened to the one with Eddie. I doubt maybe. it. I maybe. I bet, maybe. I would be willing to bet money that he, that he hasn't. His wife listened to, I don't know about Eddie's, I assume she did, but she listened to mine. Oh. So that was nice of her. At least yeah. someone in the household cares. Yeah, true. <laughs> She's a nice lady. I've only met her like twice. Yeah. She's very nice. So speaking of bread, I believe that in the last podcast, that's literally all we got to was your initial introduction with bread. Yeah, like, that was not the best semi-train. place probably to end off um, about me oh, talking okay, about listen. my boyfriend's father. <laughs> stop. Stop. So I want – so first, we have we have some business to take care of. Oh, God. Here we go. This podcast is brought to you and sponsored by William Johnson. Oh. Once again. The king of beers. Uh, i am currently drinking a taj mahal premium lager beer that's what you're drinking as well it is not great but it is (laughs) okay free and uh 
It's not not so terrible. It's so, an okay free beer. It's an okay free beer. It is definitely expired. I was gonna say it's probably out of date. <laughs> ten, ten How does that taste? That's why we got it free. Tastes nice. like just tastes like beer. Yeah. Just like a regular old cheesy generic yeah. beer. Could could be PBR or just anything else. And we've got uh, we've got about five minutes that we need to spend talking trash. We yes. got about, about four thirty left. No, that we're going to talk about William Johnson. All right, you're going to kick this off. I rode in a car. <laughs> oh, here we go. With William Johnson, C.J. Murdoch, and uh, Jeremy Robertson. And you let William drive. Well, it's not right? that we let. Like, he would not let us drive. Okay. I, I fell asleep in the back seat somewhere in, like, I don't know, Missouri or something. We, we were going to... Uh, Kansas City, maybe? Where Where's uh, Rafael Lovato's headquarters? I think it's in Kansas City, right? <laughs> okay. Well, we were going there to ref for um, to ref and work tables for a new breed because William used to work for new breed, and uh, they were they were desperate, so they hired us. <laughs> and uh, I woke up. It's like three thirty in the morning. I woke up in the back seat. I look over William Johnson's shoulder. He's doing easily a hundred miles an hour. Like the 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 rental car, the speedometer is like as pegged as it'll go, and he's texting oh. on his phone. Oh Why does that scare you? Well, because I don't do a hundred; I do seventy and oh, okay. text. I, say, I, I think you uh, watch. at that point yeah. it's six in one hand, half a dozen in the other. Yeah. And I was like, like well, die. back then I didn't text and drive either. Back then, <laughs> he's well, yeah. It's been now you watch instructional videos. <laughs> That's and true. Drive down I eighty five, but I don't watch John Donaher because he will put asleep. me to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see here. What else? Uh, oh, the only reason I ever competed ever was because William Johnson said to me that um, no one respects uh, Enzo Gracie Charlotte because they don't compete, and I was like, well, I'll show you. And you have. I have. And then yeah. I kicked his ass. I'm, I was about to say <laughs> Twice, it. Twice, right? No, just once. Oh, yeah. And and the funny part is, like, calling that an ass kicking isn't really accurate. We were just. It was the worst <laughs> really in the slow history of fucking and... jujitsu. <laughs> <laughs> but I won. That was the most important part. Anyway, what do you got to say about William Johnson? Other than he looks like a cockroach. <laughs> I'm not going to say that. Uh, well, um, you just said it. I didn't. That was your description. That's what him. you said. Okay. You, we know it's your description because you brought it up the last podcast with Jeff. I know that much. Okay. Do continue. I, I got that far in the podcast. So, uh, my William Johnson story for the day is the fact that he, to this day, is still, well, he holds a grudge against me for a lot of things. Uh, so, he won't roll with me anymore because, you know, I heel hooked him. I told you that last What time. a crybaby. Right. So, he also holds a grudge against me because my first meeting with him was because he did the, I guess he did, like, fighter interviews for Fight Lab back in the day. And I was very shy. Like, I just want to go in the cage and fight and walk out of the cage and go the fuck home or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I don't want a microphone stuck in my face or I don't like doing pre-fight interviews. I'm not someone that, um, like, talks shit. None of those things. Yeah. I would be the the worst UFC fighter of all time. Like, I would never sell any no, tickets. No, no, no. We, so, we know there's one person that's even more awkward than you. Right, right. So <laughs> one of your I'm former teammates. Almost on that same level. 
Um, so he got mad because I, I guess I told him I didn't want to do an interview with him. I probably didn't say I don't want to do it. It just wasn't like my favorite idea. And then one of my fights, it was that one, um, that I guess we kind of first talked or I don't know, didn't first talk. The one at Cody Joe's? Yeah. The the one at, yeah. yeah. So, um, as soon as I got out of the cage during that fight, uh, Carolina TV or whatever the name of them was, like, grabbed me. And, like, so I was forced into an interview. I mean, they didn't give me a fucking choice. They just, <laughs> like, grab like, here. Like, here's a camera. Here's a microphone. And so he's mad because I interviewed for them and I didn't do an interview with William. Yeah. He's basically a woman. Right. Exactly. <laughs> that, that was the point of the story. Yeah. William Johnson is a woman. What, uh, what terrible things do you have to say about William Johnson, Daniel? Nothing at all. He doesn't. He only knows him from. I know him from one exchange. You never rolled with him. No. When he came into the gym. No. No, he He came here in open mat. He was probably well. First, Daniel wasn't going to be here at an open mat. That's out. One hundred percent out. (laughs) I'm here like eighty hours a week. I'm not going to come here. Notice. Notice. He said he was here. He did not say he was. He works eighty hours a week, and uh, it's not Saturday morning. It's Saturday from twelve to two. Just in case you were wondering, and you want to show up to open mat. It, every, well, not right now. Yeah, but when we get back to business, if we ever, uh, assuming some of us make it through this pandemic, mm-hmm. if you ever want to come to open mat, listeners, all twelve of you, it is every single Saturday from twelve to two. It's at Phoenix Jiu Jitsu. It costs nothing. We don't care what uh, what affiliation you're with or what your style is or anything like that. Just don't be a dick. No slamming. <laughs> no slamming. <laughs> if you are a dick, like be prepared. Like there's yeah. probably somebody here that'll help you with that. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully little D comes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if, if little D's here, uh, you got problems. <laughs> he's always so nice about it though. Uh, he's not nice when he. I mean, he, he has no compunction with. Um, like I legitimately think little D could like could be like a a contract killer. Like, I could 100% see that. Like, he yeah. has the mentality where, you, like, you, it, if things were different, you could pay him to kill people and he would be okay with it. I mean, <laughs> they might not have to be different. I, I, I feel like him and Kenny Romero are like yeah. the same person. Yeah. The same person. Man, you don't know Kenny either, do you? I know Kenny. Kenzo. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, one of my first interactions with Kenny, uh, I was standing at a new breed and he was, he jokingly said, Hey, do you want to coach me? And just started laughing at me. And I was like, uh, I'm not sure what I should say here, you know? I can see that, yeah. And then he says, uh, he goes, oh, hey, there's that guy. Yeah, I, I'm glad to see he's back. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, oh, I heel hooked him and, like, exploded his knee about two years ago. And, like, he, he hasn't competed yet. I was like. And then starts maniacally yeah. laughing. And he, he, like, <laughs> he, like, had no, he, like, he wasn't, he, I don't feel like he was sorry about it or anything. Yeah, he was yeah. like, he squashed a bug. And it was Absolutely. like, eh. <laughs> it was like I mean, I love the guy to death. I do too. He yeah, could also yeah. be a contract. Yeah, I, I was legitimately uncomfortable when he said that. I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> just gonna scoot this way. <laughs> and I never see a um, Anton Sugar meme, uh, and from uh, No Country for Old Men. The, yeah. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I never see one of those memes and don't tag him. Because they're both pretty awkward like yes, that, you know? Yes. And when Kenny had that long hair, that was yes, pretty funny. Yes, I think it has that makes you good at jujitsu. It has to. Yeah, it really has to. Yeah, their brains function on different levels. They really do. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so we talked trash about William Johnson. Yep. We've talked mm-hmm. about uh, Open Mat and how Daniel's never here. 
So if you yeah. ever want to roll with Daniel, don't come to open maps. Exactly. You got to surprise him. Yeah, you got to sneak up on him. <laughs> yeah, that's the only way I get to, get to roll with him. So let's go back to you, Nicole. Yeah. Talk to us. Apparently, where did we leave off? I was like, this is when you first met Bread and yeah. uh, Striking. You got me to say like a whole bunch of bad things about him, and then you ended the podcast. No, no, no. Didn't I, didn't nobody get you to, on... to say? I don't I remember. Just, well, first I mean, you didn't I'm say that. You didn't the... let me finish the story. You know, the so floor just, is yours, I, I Senator. Ended, Finish the story. I don't even remember what story we're talking about. Uh, I think we were just saying um, when I first met him before I moved to Renegade, or I don't know if I got to the fact that I moved to Renegade, um, he was like my least favorite person. Like I almost didn't move to Renegade because he You was did tell us that part. So yeah, not nice I do remember to me. That. Yeah. So um, I got there anyway, you know, because of Bill. Um, and then I guess. I started doing jujitsu like no gi on the mat, just like an MMA practice, but I still wasn't like wearing a gi. And like when I first moved to Renegade and did jujitsu with all these professional uh, MMA fighters, I felt so dumb. And I mean, I was, but like it was, it was embarrassing. I I questioned myself a lot. Like, what the fuck am I doing here? <laughs> like, I I don't belong here. These people are laughing at me. Like. What am I going to do? But I just kept showing up, and I think probably – I can't remember exactly what month I moved to Renegade. It was probably, like, towards the end of a one year, and then it was the following year, probably, like, six months later is before I started actually doing Jiu-Jitsu with a gi on. Well, there was, like, a legitimate li- list of murderers there. I mean uh, – Oh, yeah. More than I can remember. I mean, there was just so – many people there so ricky rainey was there mm-hmm. joe pacheco joe pacheco um both former bellator and uh ricky went to the usc mm-hmm. um tex johnson was training there mm-hmm. wasn't he training there at that time i don't know he wasn't there no that was later yeah it was way later then uh went to where adam came from adam who dehart adam was yeah he he came yeah he moved with michael from yeah. Asheville and yeah. came started training in charlotte who else was there um there were so many people. There Shane was, Crenshaw, um, Hit'em Holloway. Yeah, Holloway was there. That's um, right. Yeah. It, it's more, like I said, more people than I can remember. Yeah, and those people were like professional MMA fighters then. Mm-hmm. And that's been, what, like six years ago probably? Oh, yeah. so when I moved there? Yeah. Um, seven. Probably seven. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I mean, they were like the the – top tier in North Carolina yeah. then. Yeah, that gym at the time was probably like I, I don't think there's been another MMA gym that I can think of since then that's that's been that good around here. Like that that level of talent in one room. Yeah. yeah. So were there any people around your size that you were able to get work with? Because um, all those guys are a lot bigger than you. Well, so. there were um, – there were a couple guys that were smaller. Um, oh my God, Nate! Oh, forgive me that I cannot remember your name right now. He's not listening. He doesn't know <laughs> yeah, us anyway. Right. It doesn't matter. Sorry. Um, he he was smaller, um, and he was a great training partner. Mm-hmm. There there might have been a couple people. Rodney um, Hot Rod. was there. A um, couple guys that were smaller. Um, I Ivan. He wasn't very small. When I say my size, sometimes I look at guys that are 170 pounds and I think they're my <laughs> size. 
They're so, not. They're not. Just so right. clear. Yeah, if they're less than 200, I'm like, yeah, that guy's my size. Yeah. Um, just because I'm so used to rolling with a lot of large men. And I did also have, at the time, um, occasionally Hannah Cyphers came in and trained. Um, and Hannah's in the UFC now. Yeah, Hannah. So that's who I was referencing, who's probably the only the only person who's less – uh, who, who is more socially awkward than, than Nicole yeah. is Hannah Cyphers. And Hannah is so awkward. Like, we could not have her on the podcast. It would just be me and you talking. Like, yeah. Oh, really? yeah. yeah she, she is the she's sweetest had, lady. Like, um, she's had guys, like, do interview for her in the cage. Like, she's super shy. Oh, I mean, wow. well, like, once you get to know her, like, she'll talk to you one-on-one. But I guess, you know, getting a microphone stuck in your face, that's a whole yeah. different story. Cool. So that's one of the weirdest places to interview somebody, too. Right. You know, especially if you've had just a knockdown drag out for 15, 20 minutes. It is hard. I will say, like, that that same fight I said I got interviewed by the Carolina TV or whatever, before I walked out of the cage, the ring announcer was trying to interview me. And, I mean, my, own, my fight only lasted, like, a little over a minute. But yeah. because I have so much adrenaline going yeah. and you just – it's hard to, like, think – you know, oh, about these, they're, they're fucking asking you questions and, you know, I'm like, I don't, can you repeat that? Like, I don't <laughs> even know what you just said because I can't even pay attention to you right now. Well, Hannah, um, so I don't know her really well, but, you know, I've met her a dozen times here and there mm-hmm. and whatnot. And uh, mostly from training, uh, like visiting bread school when uh, I would go to visit over there. And, you know, she's very, I mean, about as nice a lady as you've ever met, mm-hmm. but so quiet and Mm so i saw her at a local mma event this is before she was in like right before she got in the ufc and i i was like oh hey hannah what's up you know how you doing she's like hey i was like so you having a good night tonight you know what you what you been into you've been still training you know blah 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 she's like yeah and then i'm like okay then well (laughs) she probably had no clue who you were i'm sure yeah Yeah. i mean i don't doubt that but like you know she, she just she's not like a outgoing person in right. that way yeah they, they they like grew up in the like real for real country yeah. like if you've ever been on her uh social media or her father's social media he posts a lot of pictures of her like fucking skin and deer and picking up giant snapping the, the turtles. turtle was the one the giant like one <laughs> arm holding out this huge snapping turtle and i'm like there's probably men that could not do that. i couldn't there's and no way i could there's a there's a picture of her holding this huge um tree stump that they like cut a tree down uh she's picking up like the back wheel of a tractor and like the girl is basically like she's she's 115 pounds probably soaking wet and her arms are the size of mine i mean she is she is is strong like real real strong strong as a full-grown man for sure and hits like one too yeah how do you know (laughs) she made me pee myself (laughs) she like need me in my stomach or something and i peed myself a little bit it was horrible oh god. oh god i took some beatings from her like the good thing was like i had reach on her if you can believe that you know it's few and far between that's I'm, crazy to yeah me. i'm old like oh, she's tiny she's so, short but she has long arms for a short person yeah so like i'm a little taller than her and i have the reach advantage so i can only use that for so long eventually she's gonna catch me you know and uh when she does man it's like my you know 10 punches it takes her one and she like <laughs> it was rough it was rough times there at renegade <laughs> that makes me laugh that she made you pee yeah it did. <laughs> like this sucks i went home a lot of nights and just like sat in my bathtub and cried my husband 
uh, Tom was like, why do you fucking do this? <laughs> if it makes you that unhappy, why do you do this? Can't explain it. Same. Yeah. <laughs> Same. That's it, man. The highs are high, but the lows. Yeah. Oh, my God. They're low. Yeah. Man, I um, – so during this pandemic, I've basically been isolated from most of my friends and students all the time. And so in an effort to try to keep people engaged – we have a private Facebook group, and I got the idea that I was going to – I was like, hey, guys, post your competition videos here. Well, I didn't realize how, how – I don't compete every weekend, but I have, like – Yeah, a ton of videos. I have a, a lot of yeah. – you know, over the years, mm-hmm. you know, it's not every weekend, but – so I start – and I, I wouldn't post one without watching it. And it was, it's all fine and well to, to watch all your wins, you know, and you're like, yeah, I could have done that better. And then you start watching your – you're like legit ass whipping losses, and you're like, oh god, why do I continue? Why am I torturing myself with Dude. this? Why am I watching myself do See, this? I'm the exact opposite, <clears throat> man. Like my wins, I maybe watch five or six times a piece. My losses, oh, I'd watch those a dozen times back to back. Seriously, not me. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, let me see them wins. Where's like, that armbar at? That why did that happen? Why did I, I let that? I don't happen? have a lot of video of like my jujitsu matches. Well, you didn't you didn't it, you didn't value jujitsu competition. It was just a, a, a stepping stone to. It was like a training day for MMA for yeah. you. Mm-hmm. For me, it's like, uh, you, not how you judge your worth, but how, you know where you stand in the in the jujitsu community. So, mm-hmm. I tried to re- try to get video of a lot of all of my matches if I could, specifically for what Daniel was saying is. is as much as as painful as it is, you can go back and be like, "Oh, this is why I suck." Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, Michael used to like try to come up with to me sometimes immediately after I lost and and be like, "Well, I've got the video. You want to watch it? I can tell you everything you fucked up." And I'm like, "I was there." <laughs> <laughs> like I fucking know. <laughs> yeah, See, I need I need time to decompress and watch yeah, it. Yeah. You I don't know what give it me is. a minute. Yeah, but. I don't know what it is. Whenever I'm competing, I don't remember those things. You know, like, I'll remember the big screw ups. You know, like I'll remember what I got caught with, or like yeah. when I just basically let something happen. But as far as the small nuance things, I don't remember any of that. Yeah, stuff. for sure. There's like some details that are fuzzy, but like yeah. when I, uh, you know, fuck up something real bad, like I mm. remember that big reason. You know, there's of exactly. course there's 50 little tiny other things that I yeah. fucked up too that are a little fuzzy. You know, but um. Yeah. I think those little tiny things are more important than that yeah. one big yeah. thing. I mean, that was because they lead you yeah. to that to that spot. Yeah. Mm. Like, for me, I'll look at something and I'll be like, "Man, this went bad," like ninety seconds before mm-hmm. it actually went yeah. bad. Yeah. yeah. But I don't want to hear about that. Like right when I step. <laughs> yeah, on I don't the either. I need I, to go to the bathroom and fucking cry for like ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I need I need the immediate feedback. I need to know. Okay, oh what happened? Why You're did this fail? He is a weirdo. <laughs> I don't. I don't go I like to the bathroom and cry, stuff. but I, I I will definitely get all up in my feels. Oh you know? man, I I try to like be very respectful as a competitor. Like that's something I think Eddie is getting better about. But he was like real bad when he was younger. He was kind of like, bad about it. He was a real <laughs> poor um, sport, and like he would. And he, I mean, it's just you're passionate, you know. Yeah. But um, you know, he was not very nice about shaking people's hands and he'd storm off the mat and you know fucking take a door off the hinges on his way out but um i try to you know keep myself together be nice to my you know opponent 
you know, nice to the referee, get off the mat and walk as quickly as I possibly can <laughs> to the closest uh, bathroom where I can hide and like lose my shit in peace. For me, um, the hard part has always been uh, most most of the competitors that I face because I'm you know older and I don't. I, most people aren't dicks. So, like, even when I lose, you know, I probably know the person already. We're probably already friendly or friends anyway. You know, it's not, you know, I'm not like, uh. That's a great thing about the Masters Divisions. Yeah. It's real chill. Yeah, for the most part. I, the, I will tell you this. The most emotional loss I have to date is losing to Evan Arendondo. And, and it's only because, like, uh. I, that he faced the very best Jason Beber that I've ever been in my life. Yeah. Like I trained super hard. I took it seriously. I, it was more like, uh, I was, I did all that I could and it just wasn't enough. Those bother me less. Really? Mm-hmm. It bothers me less when I'm like, when I know that person is just better than me. Mm-hmm. It bothers me more to know that I didn't do everything I could have done. It bothers me more to know I beat myself. Yeah, exactly. I that, feel the same way. I, I see your logic. Yeah. I guess it, it the letdown of like uh, all that work that you think you know, and I don't I, I don't know Evan at all. I mean, he could have been like, well, I didn't I didn't take you seriously at all. Yeah. It didn't work. But I, I mean, I gave him my very best. I lasted longer than I expected to than anyone expected me to really. Uh, and then like I don't know. I just I was like as prepared as I could possibly be. Yeah. Did mm-hmm. did some okay stuff and then still like got smoked and you're like, man. Yeah. Shit. Yeah, but like you said, you went in there knowing that you did everything you could. Well, for me it was kind of a win win because you, And you're old as fuck. Yeah, you beat yeah. me, congratulations, collegiate wrestler guy. You just beat like a forty year old man. Yeah. You, know? <laughs> you lose to me. Oh bro, you got some explaining to do. <laughs> <Yeah>. you know? <laughs> so, yeah, it was a win either way. I just uh it's it, that, that's probably the one that's hardest for me to watch. Mm. Really? Yeah. Isn't that weird? I think there's some other reasons why, too. Are there? What, what are the reasons? I just, I don't know. I feel like there's more. Say it. I don't care. I just feel like there's more personal reasons why it bothered you that you lost to him. So after you got to Renegade, how'd that go? <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying, I don't, I don't need, if there. I, I think just, you know, he was, you know, making some comments to. On Facebook. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I had completely forgotten about that, so oh. that didn't yeah. – that's not what bothered me. Oh. I figured yeah. it was more more of a personal reason why you just wanted to – Well, apparently he was upset with me, but I didn't even know that he was upset with me. Yeah. Like, like I didn't – Yeah, that was kind of the weird part about it. I think like, some people just have to be like that, though. Like They have to make it personal. They ha- yeah, yeah, I think, like, some, you know, MMA fighters are like that. They have to be mean to their opponent and, like, make it personal to, like, fight. I don't know. I don't understand it, but. Yeah, I mean, uh, I didn't have anything. I, I didn't even know that he was. I would rather not be mad at somebody. Sure, I don't know. Yeah. I think that messes my head up if I, like, have some personal uh, issue with someone and, and uh they want to have a match. I don't know. That like gives me anxiety. So it, I, I agree with that. Yeah. Like I didn't even. I, no one. When bagels asked me, like, "Hey, do you want a match with?" I was like, "Sure." He's like, "The opponent's Evan Arandondo." I was like, I, "I don't know who that is, but okay, I'll I'll do that." Yeah. Like, like I didn't even know. And yeah. then later, someone else told me that I had said something on Facebook. I don't even know what the hell it was I said, but apparently I had said something that offended him, and he was like. What like he, fucking tell well, him? yeah. I mean, I say a lot of things on Facebook. <laughs> <Jesus. you know? laughs> 
You know what's really cool though? I think I may have told you this in real life, but um, so life. last year when I went to Henzo's, like Evan was there. Oh yeah. Training and uh, like I was like, hey, I know you. How's it going? You know, and, like we I mean, we ain't best friends or nothing, but yeah. it was cool to like see somebody from. Train together. Uh, we trained in the same room. We didn't oh. roll or anything. We should have rolled together. It's not like I. There's 90 people in the room. I mean, you know, yeah. you're going to get to roll with seven. So, yeah, sure. Uh, it, we, we didn't avoid each other. Just That's just how it worked out. But uh, we were polite and pleasant. I didn't, you know, we weren't best friends, but we certainly weren't, like, enemies or nothing like that. It was an interesting, it was an interesting dynamic, I guess. Yeah. Well, that's very nice. Yeah. Tell us more about you. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What else you want to know? Uh so we got through Renegade. We got through uh, training with oh. the local killers. Yeah, so, so I, I finally put a gi on. Um, oh, you my, tell the slowest stories. Michael forced me. I don't know. It's, what? Because you, you interrupt me every fucking five <laughs> yeah. minutes. What do you want from me? Oh, wait, wait. Enough about you. Hang on. Yeah, and then I'm like trying to get my, my mind back on track. Where are you going, buddy? I'm going to get a you beverage got, for, got, for everyone. Oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm Refills. Low. Man's um, being polite and giving him shit. Should I save this story for when you get back so you can talk some shit about it? He can still it? hear you. Now's the best time to talk. That's <laughs> true. I can, get fucking, I can get through like a you know a year or so. Um, so I finally uh, put the gi on. Put the fucking gi on, and uh, I was a white belt in the gi. And I mean, I, I can't say I was a white belt for six weeks. I mean, I was in the gi, but I had been doing MMA for like a, a year, like okay. prior to Got that. Shitty, shitty, uh, <laughs> shitty jujitsu. But I had been um, doing jujitsu, so I was a white belt for about six weeks. Um, at that time, uh, I think you know we went over this. Like jujitsu didn't like mean shit to me. Yeah. Um, it was. Uh... Oh, sorry, we're passing out beers, guys. Um, you got, you got a bottle opener? I mean, fuck. I got you. Just keep talking. Can I do it in the microphone? I'll take. Yeah. I'm just do it. Go ahead. <laughs> So, um, you know, jujitsu didn't mean anything to me. Like, I look at, um, I look at people these days that uh, start in jujitsu, and like, I'm I'm in this like the women's grappling network on Facebook. It's like thousands of women, you know, from all over the world, and there will be people that find this group that like haven't even started jujitsu yet, or you know, they're white belt and they're just so obsessed, and I'm kind of like jealous. That I didn't, like, experience any of that. Because at the time, like, I, I was only doing it to be good at MMA. Like, I didn't care about all these guards. And I swear to God, I was probably well into my fucking blue belt before I ever saw Spider Guard. And I think William Johnson is the first person that did that to me. I mean, I'm in a whole room full of MMA fighters. Like, nobody in there gives a fuck about De La Hiva and Spider Guard. And, De La Dookie Guard, yeah, as, uh, like, as Brad calls <laughs> right. it. Right. We didn't do any of that. Like, I just, how do I take this person down and fucking lay on top of them so I can punch them in the face? Um, so, and my favorite submission, uh, arm bars, I probably really didn't even get good at or do until I was a purple belt. Well, I mean, if you think about it, it's rational. So if your goal is MMA, why would you ever want to know what the spider guard is? Yeah. Right. And then, like, on top but of that. But I feel like people probably look at me like, you know, I made it all the way basically to purple belt before I really cared about jujitsu. And probably the only reason I started caring then was because I got, I started stepping away from MMA. Um, 
you know, but I got through all these fucking promotions. I mean, people dream of being a purple belt. And I was like, oh, cool, that's cool. Sweet. Well. I got another belt. <laughs> but let's, let's be honest. Like, part of, the, part of the reason for that is because you were dominant in every tournament you ever went to. Right. So, like, you know, people can talk trash about promoting people based on tournament experience all they want. But the reality is, do you want that person in your in that same category with your blue belts? Exactly. You know? And I think that's what Michael was, was trying to do. I mean, he was still, you know, young in his jujitsu part of his journey, too, even though, like, when I first started training with him, he was a brown belt. But still, like, he had come from that MMA, catch wrestling background where he, you know, didn't really um, understand everything about being a jujitsu professor. And... Um, Probably, if I had the the coach that that Michael is now, I, I wouldn't have got maybe I wouldn't have got promoted as fast. I mean, maybe I would have, but um, I think he was trying to like get me to a belt where someone could teach me a fucking lesson. Yeah, <laughs> that's what he was doing. Yeah, but I mean, isn't that? I mean, doesn't that doesn't that make sense? If your goal, sure. listen. Yeah, I mean, my goal was to be a competitor, and so I mean, it, I take that back. He, he might he might not have slowed my progress down now because um, and it came from from Leo Vera himself um, you don't want to hold people in belts forever because if they're a competitor their main goal is to compete in a black belt and you don't want to be 50 years old before you get your black belt and you're <laughs> fucking beat to death and you can't compete huh. anymore I wouldn't you know? know anything about that you get to spend the rest of your life <laughs> in that belt like you're, you'll grow I'm not saying promote someone that really sucks to a black belt but you know you're, you're gonna get a lot of time to grow into that belt and so if you want to be a competitor that's where you want to be ultimately so why hold people in belts for fucking eight years like it doesn't make any sense because you could stack up some medals that way right well and i think that's the problem like people people's egos right so coaches egos are tied to not their uh prowess as a competitor it's tied to their because they aren't good competitors, they'll tie it to their student success. And I don't think there's anything wrong with someone growing into a belt. And I'm, I'm not saying, uh, like, they don't, des- like, promote someone to a belt that doesn't deserve it. They, they should deserve it, of course. But, like, there's nothing wrong with getting a belt and then not fucking winning everything immediately. Yeah. Agreed. Now, I mean, it's nice if you can, but, like, right. why, why should you sh- – it is ridiculous to think that you should be a brand new purple belt and walk into now, you know, if you go to the new breed or something, especially as a female, because there there just isn't a huge field for you guys. Right. But like, you know, if you if you get promoted to purple belt and then and then you go to the next IBJJF tournament and you and you win that one at purple belt, yeah. like you, that's not cool. Like right. should a brand new purple belt be smoking everybody at their weight class and belt level like that's not that doesn't make sense especially because there's such a i mean i mean i'm not saying this isn't true in in every belt but there's a huge disparity between um a new purple belt and a four stripe purple belt oh yeah so if you're a brand new purple belt walking into a huge major tournament winning like what the fuck has your coach been doing like why why are you just now getting this belt well, I think, like we said, a lot of times that's tied to people's egos. They're right. they're they're so determined that 
this athlete is going to put them on the map or that, you know, the win from this tournament is going to make them seem like their ego is tied to that. Yeah. yeah. And it was hard for me, you know, when I first got my purple belt, um, went to an IBJJF tournament in Charlotte and I didn't win my division and it was like, this is bullshit, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like it was hard. Like congratulations, now you're where you're supposed right, to be. Right, exactly. <laughs> now and you so can start working. Eventually, you know, I gr- grew into that and then I, as soon as I started like winning the tournaments that I was going to in Purple Belt, he was like, oh no, fuck that and put a brown belt on me and and yeah, it's but, been rough here. But isn't that, <laughs> but it's my fault. But I mean, that's how it's supposed to go. Though. Right. Yeah. Like you need to be challenged. Well, it's, it's totally a brown belt. I think it's, this has been 100% like on me. I, I haven't trained like I should. Um, if I trained in a brown belt the same way that I did in a purple belt, I'd, I'd probably be winning. For know? sure. But how long ago was that? That was that was years ago. Like, you were you were a dedicated mixed martial artist then. Right. I mm-hmm. feel like I'm, I'm getting the blue belt blues now. <laughs> At brown <You> know, belt. <laughs> right. Well, you can't quit now. <laughs> no. I'm like, what's the ratio or like statistics on people quitting at Brown? Zero. I'm gonna Zero be that people no, quit at Brown. I'm going to be that person. Yeah. <laughs> You're not allowed to quit. Oh, God. Yeah, it's just, you know, life. Well, it's also you being Work. lazy, too, because well, like, you've I had mean, plenty of time. You my, just choose not to. And now my job is just so odd. Nah, well, it's, a, it's kind of funny, you know, like I get all this time off of work, but I can't go fucking train oh, man. <laughs> I'm not that, allowed to be, be around people, you know, so that kind of sucks. But I mean, I could, I could train with Eddie at home. We don't really have, we don't have mats, but we beat each other up in the beds a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you need to be on Amazon ordering some Dolomar roll-up mats or something. Yeah, I should, because I don't really use my living room anyway. You can put them outside. I mean, as nice as it is, why wouldn't you train outside? That would be cool if, you know, my grass is mowed. <laughs> well, she hasn't had time. We've been quarantined for three weeks. She well, hasn't had time. Well, do you remember, or... I don't know if you remember this, last year my lawnmower fucking caught on fire because <laughs> it has a gas, like, one of the gas lines is leaking, so I can't use my lawnmower. I mean, you could fix a gas line. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't see Do I look like a fucking lawnmower simple. mechanic? You ever heard of YouTube? I've or, replaced a lot of shit with you. Oh, too. cool! You can come to my house. I'll give you my address. No, so no like, I'm under quarantine. I don't know what you're talking <laughs> yeah, about. Right. <laughs> and and uh, mm. since you can't see us, so if a lawn service would like to sponsor me, <laughs> <clears throat> now's your chance. Sponsor you to do what though? You don't do anything Shut anymore. The fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> sponsor you on your video game channel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I should be fucking. That's what I should be doing. Streaming on. Twitch or whatever. What is it? Twitch. Twitch? Yeah. I Twitch. I've never heard of Twitch. Yeah. You can log on and watch people play video games. Right. There's a market for this. Can you believe it? There's a ridiculous market for okay. this. Are they people, naked? Well, no. no. You're not allowed to get naked. It's illegal. Yeah, or not illegal, but it's like they'll cancel your account for that. This isn't some sort of like weird sexual no. thing. This is like, like no, a seventeen-year-old that's making like three hundred k a year playing like, video games. Like people like donate yeah. money to you for like the dumbest <laughs> shit. It's like, oh, you got a headshot. Here's five bucks. Yeah, you know, it's it's wild. I was yeah. watching one the other day. Well, Eddie was making me watch it. What? Yeah, no, okay. so you were watching. <laughs> there was these, uh, a girl and a guy playing um, Minecraft, and the girl found this like sheep she liked, and someone like or a cat or something anyway someone donated like two hundred dollars or three hundred dollars to the guy to go kill that cat that she liked on minecraft wow got some evil people on there but like fuck yeah i'd kill this imaginary cat for three hundred (laughs) dollars same 
I don't even know what we're talking about. These, I'm like, what is this Yeah, thing? these people it's, have nothing better to spend their money on. Those people need hobbies. Um, they have hobbies. They watch <laughs> Twitch. Right. But anyway, that's what I should be doing. <laughs> well, do that. What do you? Yeah. I don't understand. I don't even have yeah. to get naked. Speaking of getting naked. <laughs> uh, right, that is like a fantastic <laughs> lead-in, too. Here we go. <laughs> we're going to take, a, take a, a, like a left turn from competition here. Because we didn't get to talk about Nicole's job. Oh, thank right. God. Yeah. I was curious where that was going. <laughs> no, I'm not getting naked. Not yet. Daniel's thank like God. sweating fucking bullets over here. <laughs> you don't want to see my big hairy belly? <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Or your hairy balls. What? <laughs> you don't. So with your jobs, <laughs> how, are, how are things going over there? Well, I'm not fucking working right now, so that's how that's going. Well, uh, what? So wait, how what long ago did they shut down the club? What fucking day is it? I don't well, even tell know it, anymore. Tell everybody what you what you do. So, and tell them how you got the job. Well, let's find out what she does first. I know that, okay. and then tell them how All you right. got the job. That's what I just said. Are we done? Okay. I don't know. Are we? Back to me. Please continue. <laughs> uh, I bartend and assistant manage a. Um, Say manage again. Manage. 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 Okay. A. Gentlemen's Club? Yes. <laughs> Gentlemen's Club. Strip Club. A.K.A. Kitty Bar. Kitty Bar. <laughs> in Hickory, Hickory, North Carolina. Yeah, All if right. You can, if you can imagine that. Well, there are two. Yes, there are. Well, we're mm. technically in Longview. Yep. The Longview Golf Club. Yeah, we are the Longview Golf and Travel. <laughs> <laughs> so, so starting out, you didn't start out as a bartender. What did you start out as? No, I used to work as a staff accountant at um, a little tiny CPA office in Gastonia, and I got laid off last year in August, and so I was kind of panicking. I've never, since I've started working, um, you know, at 16 years old, been without a job. So um, I was really reaching for straws, and my good friend here Jason Bieber the Biebs Jason Bieber um, got me a job of security at uh, the strip club so that's how I started there so please tell me you have at least one interesting story as being a female bouncer I at do. strip club I will okay. say do you really this club I do you weren't there uh, this club is very calm so it's it's a nice like I mean, I don't know if I'll go nice. No, no. So, well, to be a security guy, it's a pretty like there's not a lot going on. Okay. Everyone there, for the most part, is behaved and like, um, you know, I will say like as, as a bartender, I'm very careful or I try to be about overserving people. One, because we're in Hickory and it's basically fucking impossible, especially through the week, to get a an Uber or anything like that. So these people are going to drive. And two, because of the kind of uh, establishment we're in, um, you don't want to overserve people because they get handsy or whatever. Um, so we try to be good about that. So it's it's a pretty like easy job as a security person. You're basically just uh, you're in hospitality, just there to be nice to people. Gotcha. Um, Cleaning up beer bottles and right, make them feel welcome. Yeah, clean make up the fucking trash out, bar whatever. Stuff. Yeah, um, yeah, wash dishes, whatever. So, but one night, I, for the most part, if I asked someone not to do something or whatever, they would listen. They were very nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, like, 
my uh, resting bitch face like really helps. Um, I guess when you see a female on security, especially like I try to keep that demeanor. And this was, I think I, I, I can't remember if I talked about this last time as far as like female self-defense, like it's all about your demeanor. Like you don't mm. want to look weak. Yeah. So, um, well, also your full sleeve of tattoos and your right. biceps that are like the size of mine that fill out like a shirt don't don't hurt either. Right. You know? So, like, I, I, you know, you walk around with, a, you know, a certain amount of confidence and yeah. people believe in that. Yeah. And so um, I didn't really get too many problems out of people. Um, I think they probably looked at me like, well, there must be a reason why they have a female on the fucking security staff, you know? That would be the first thought that went through my right. head. Right. Yeah. So, um, no one really bothered me too much, but one night, we had a guy come in. He was my height, maybe even shorter than me. So, guys, I'm that like... That poor man. I am five, two, and three quarters. <laughs> With your shoes <laughs> on. No. <laughs> barefoot, I'm, you I'm, are I'm, under I'm, four I'm five, two, and three quarters <laughs> barefoot, damn it. So, this guy comes in, and he looks like Anthony Kiedis. From the Red Hot Chili Peppers, okay. I swear to God, only tiny, um, and he was kind of drunk, but for whatever reason, just seeing me in a like position of, I guess, power, authority, yeah, it bothered him like real bad. Like this what? motherfucker had problems. Um, his mom didn't hug him. I don't know. <laughs> So he like walks up to me and he's like, why are you walking around here like you own this place? And like, I think at the time, like, this is a joke, you know, whatever. Mm. I was like, oh, or like, why are you walking around here like you're in charge or something? I was like, oh, it's because I am, you know, just like joking around with him, whatever. And I uh, just kind of walk off and he, he might have come up to me a couple more times through the night, just kind of making weird comments. Um, and then... So every hour, the girls do this thing called a showtime um, where they, like, all line up in the back and they come off the stage together, right, mm -hmm. to do, like, a VIP special. Mm -hmm. So when that happens, the security guys go up to the stage and help the girls walk off the stage. Yeah. Like, so they don't fall and yeah, break, break their, their stupid necks neck. because, <laughs> so, like, it's real easy to yeah, do. Yeah, they're wearing fucking nine-inch heels. So you just help <clears> them down <throat> off the stage or whatever. It's like yeah. a little production. So I'm up there helping the girls off the stage, and this guy comes up to a table, like, right in front of me and starts, like, yelling at me. And uh, one of the girls, like, walks off the stage and goes and, like, figures out what the fuck is wrong with him. Yeah. And he's like, who the fuck does she think she is? What's her problem? Why is she uh, acting like she's in charge? <laughs> and the girl was like, well, she's security, you know? Yeah. And he was like, said something to her about, like, he'd beat my ass. Like, it, it was so weird. Like, I didn't do anything to this guy. Yeah. It was just seeing me in that position just super bothered him. So, uh, she came and told me, and I just went to the bartender. I was like, probably should uh, cut him off. Like, he's probably done. Yeah. Um, and then, um, I think he probably uh, kept on trying to, like, like, start problems. So, I just, his friend that he was with was sober and, like, really understanding. Mm -hmm. So, I just asked his friend if he could please, like, leave. You know, yeah. take him with you. So, like, nothing happened, but it was just, it was real weird. It's just, it's, it's like so. a social experiment in that fucking place. 
Yeah. We're not hearing from Jason right now because he's texting. By no, the way. I'm saying like I mean, he's always quiet, on so quiet. I, it, um, I was shutting up so you could tell your story. But to add to that, I totally agree. It is a truly strange um, social experiment. It is it is the the most potential for danger that I've ever like purposefully put myself in. Mm-hmm. So like you got to think about it. Now. I never saw, I never witnessed with my own eyes a single person doing drugs in that in that building, yeah. ever. Uh, to get to get back to your point, it is a very nice place. The building is trash, mm-hmm. but as far as strip clubs go, the ladies that work there are very attractive and professional. The it's a good staff, business yeah, model. Yeah, the staff is not. I mean, it's a yeah. good place. You know, they don't. It's not a shitty yeah, biker bar or whatever. Trash, the so. building is trash, but other than that, like it's a good. The people there are pretty good. Yeah. So I've never <clears> been to <throat> that one. <clears throat> the one I went to was uh, what was it there? The crazy the horse. Playhouse. Crazy oh, horse. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Don't so judge us think, on that. Yeah. Yeah. This was like we're not like six that. Years yeah, ago, The crazy horse was was ago. ran by yeah. a bunch of bikers. I mean, it was a biker yeah. gang. Okay, it was a gotcha. front for a biker gang. Like that's what it was. Yeah. So I have zero experience at the under the new ownership. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it is an absolute recipe for terrible shit to happen. You mm-hmm. take. Lonely, either mostly. I mean, I'm not saying everybody that goes there, but mm. yeah, you take a lot of people who are potentially doing drugs or or drinking alcohol or both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't control when I worked there. I didn't control what people did before they got there, right? Right. You had a lot of people that show up already. Yeah, they're trashed when they yeah. get there or on drugs or whatever. Yeah, and then and then you add mostly naked women whose job is to to convince these men that they that they are attracted to them so yep. that they will give them money so these dudes then feel cheated when they leave uh then you then you add in like uh i mean this is all the bad stuff like money and alcohol and naked women, women. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and like it's a I, I was truly shocked that less bad things happened than mm-hmm. actually happened yeah like f- far fewer things than you would think yeah. happened there for the most part, a lot of the people there are well behaved because they don't want to get kicked out because they want to come back tomorrow. Like right. they, they, I was about to say, I imagine you had a huge crowd of regulars in there as well. Oh yeah, we have some people so many I regulars. see every yeah. fucking day. I still, we still every talk about them. <laughs> so, but I, I, probably the thing that we kick people out the most for. Whoa, 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 is, whoa. Let me let me say let me say. Before she even says it, I guarantee you, it's either pissing out back or pissing in the parking lot. That's exactly what I was going to (laughs) say. That's about the only thing we really have to kick people out for. I mean, now... I've probably personally kicked out a dozen people for pissing on the back porch. How many restrooms y'all got in that place? We have two urinals and a toilet. And they still... They're too lazy... Oh, to walk, okay, they'll, they'll be out back smoking or whatever in our patio, yeah. and they're just too fucking lazy to go to the bathroom. There's never a line for the bathroom, ever. Okay. I have never that seen a line for yeah, the bathroom. Yeah, there's never ever. a line for the bathroom. At its busiest like, day ever, I've never seen yeah. a line in the bathroom. I mean, we only have one fucking toilet for women. I mean, of course, there's not as many women that frequent a strip club than, as men, but like... There's one there's public only ladies' one, restaurant. Uh, yeah, only one public toilet for the women, um, so if you ever see a line for something, it's going to be the women's bathroom. Gotcha. But yeah, the men are just so fucking lazy. They'll just, they'll just pee outside. And so when, when I worked there, there's the, the back patio is like enclosed and there's at that time, uh, there was probably 
every every four foot there was a sign that said do not piss here like you will get kicked out thanks management like yeah. like every four feet like you couldn't piss anywhere there and not be pissing like in visual view of at least two signs there's, they there's, do it anyway. there's cameras yeah. everywhere i mean i'm on a patio there's four cam. well no there's two cameras yeah so i always worked the floor i would get a call from the guy that worked in the box so there's a person that monitors the cameras and mm-hmm. there's a person that like kind of goes and enforces the rules gotcha i was always uh the, on the floor and i would get a call beber there's a guy you know uh dale earnhardt jr hat white t-shirt jean shorts blue shoes He's pissing right now. Go get him. Okay. Yeah. So you walk out there. Dude's literally got his got his dick out, like <laughs> zipping it up. There's a there's a puddle there. I'm like, bro, you gotta go. Man, for what? Uh, you just took a piss on the patio. There's like signs everywhere. Man, that's bullshit. I didn't do that. I'm like, bro, listen. <laughs> we didn't we didn't pick you out of the phone book, man. That's where. Like, there. Do you see that camera? And then that camera over there. Like, I I didn't. Someone called me and told me, well, it wasn't me. I'm like, well, that's funny. Dale Earnhardt Jr. hat, white T-shirt, <laughs> blue jean shorts, you know, blue yeah. shoes. Did I just make that shit up? Like, did that guy just make that shit up? Like, <laughs> man, they would – and the funny part is, I don't know about you, Nicole, but what I found was they would uh, they would be bummed out and kind of be like, man, this sucks, you know, and they would, they'd be like, okay, because the, the patio is in the back of the building. But then – the closer they got to their car, the more mouthy and like tough guy they wanted to be. So they would be like literally begging me and apologizing at the back of the club. And just before they walked out the door on their own, they're like, man, fuck you. I'll kick your ass. And they leave. <laughs> You're like, okay, well, see you tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, did, did you I, don't, I don't think I never had to personally kick anyone out for pissing. Really? Yeah. Oh, man. I, it was I wasn't on security. I don't feel like I was on there very long. I mean, like a month or Yeah, maybe so. a month. Mm-hmm. And you didn't work a lot. Like, when, you didn't work every day. When, yeah, I mean, I, I told them I could work as much as I could. But, I mean, they they didn't. They don't want people to. It's a part-time job. Yeah. yeah. They don't want, like, full-time employees if they can help it. It's just, just so that. Because it's the, so they don't have to pay unemployment. Well, that's why. <laughs> it's not that. It's because people in that industry are so unreliable. If you only keep uh, a couple full-time employees, you're undoubtedly going to get stuck uh, one day because everyone fucking calls out and you have nobody. Yeah. So they like to keep several part-time employees. Yeah. So. That makes sense. Yeah. So how many people do you normally have working a night? Um, or a shift? Through the... What do you mean, on security or? Yeah, for security. Well, through the week, I mean, you'd have one, one. or two. Um, now, <laughs> okay. like, except for Monday, we usually have a box guy and a floor guy. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. When I worked there, during the day, they only had, like, well, during one the day, security person we have one, during the day. Yeah. That's why I was more, I don't know if they broke it up into shifts. Yeah, or the daytime just... crowd's, you know, pretty calm. Okay. Um, gotcha. But at nighttime, we'll have a guy watching the cameras, taking the money for the dances, and then a guy on the floor. And then on the weekends, we'll usually have two guys, two or three guys on the floor. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. So, yeah. It's a pretty fun job. I mean, I I enjoyed it for the most part. It was pretty entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, one of the, one of my favorite parts is I got to work with Nicole all the time. Right. I miss that. that. I miss I miss being on security some uh, sometimes because um, 
I didn't have to talk to people constantly. It's hard. I like I wanted to learn how to bartend. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I was really uh really like realizing how much like people want to sit there and talk to me oh. sometimes. And like yeah, I'm you're not a therapist. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. And like I'm not super 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 social. Um, so it's a little hard and you know, some of those guys will want to sit there and talk to me or like not the most normal humans. <laughs> Um, Why don't you smile? Smile more. Right. I get a lot of that. And like, um, so it's, it's kind of hard in that aspect. The thing I do like about it versus my last job where, um, I was, you know, I was a staff account, but I was also like a receptionist. So I was having Mm. to greet everyone to walk in and I have to be nice to those people. You know, this is like a real fucking, like, like an actual job, like an actual job. But like, at least at this job, when someone makes me mad, I can just tell them to go fuck themselves. Yeah. For the most part. I mean, you know, if they really deserve it. Yeah. Um, so it's a little easier in that aspect. I can be myself more. So it's a little less stressful. You don't have to cover up your tattoos? I don't have to cover my tattoos. The first job I've ever had where I don't have to cover up my tattoos. Really? So that's really nice. So it's like a little like less uh, mentally draining. Yeah. So, but it does take now that like I'm, I'm bartending um and managing on top of that so i work five six days a week at very odd hours um i don't have a lot of time left to like be a human so that's hard so what are your like average hours over there um do y'all have two different shifts or is it just one day one shift two shifts two shifts okay gotcha Um, basically it's day and night there's a day shift and a night shift what time they open 11 11 30 11 30 really we have like a free lunch uh, okay, gotcha. So, from like 11.30 to 3 or whatever, we have... Well, we're open. We open at 11.30, but we have a free lunch. Excuse me. That starts from 11.30 and goes to 3. Gotcha. And then night shift starts at 6.30. <clears throat> okay. So, but the day shift is open from 11.30 all the way through. Yeah. We don't close, you know, at any point in between. But, yeah, so... Well, shift changes usually, like for support staff so like bartenders security you know whatever okay. yeah shift changes usually like 6 30 or 7 yeah. maybe something like that okay yeah. so like when so like when i'm bartending for night shift i get there about uh 6 6 15 so that i'm you know changed and ready to start my shift at 6 30 gotcha and then you leave it fucking whenever <sighs> three whenever. o'clock in the morning right. maybe yeah. three o'clock would be like the average time right gotcha. yeah on the weekend it's you know usually worse than that, especially the security team because they don't get to leave until everyone's out of the building, yeah. you know, except for the manager. So they have okay. to walk all the girls out. And if you've had a really busy night, um, it takes a lot of time for the, the management to, like, count all, all that money, make sure everybody, you know, everybody's drawers right. You know, the bartender, the door girl, the, the dance attendant, like, everybody, you know, nobody's short on their money. And then have to pay out all those girls their portion because they're like, yo, they I'm done. Nightly. I'm trying to get out. It's a lot. There's a lot to it. They pay nightly? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Right. Yeah. That's kind of cool. To the girls. Um, you know, the other employees eventually go on. I mean, the girls are on, like, a payroll, too. So, like, when we pay them nightly, we we enter their uh, money into, like a, like, a payroll system. Yeah. And so it takes the taxes out of it, and we give them their taxed amount of money. So the girls right. are employees. So. Yeah. You know, it's actually kind of nice because most strip clubs are are these girls subcontractors, are getting, right? They're, yes, I think and they're so, all of them so, so they don't have nine. they don't have to pay to to, to work there. Yeah. Well, they um, do. So well, okay, so um, 
they don't have to pay like a, a, a house, house fee. fee right so at the at the club that nicole works at the entertainers are actual employees yeah. and i don't know if you saw but there was this big kind of push i don't know um people getting back at sex workers or people that work in the sex industry and they were like people were repor- reporting um like people that work in that industry to the IRS to try to get them in trouble, like ex-boyfriends or just people who, you know, just <laughs> no, generally. I, no, I thought you yeah, were this, about to say Johns were like trying to write that off as No, bad. no, this was like okay. a legitimate yeah. thing. Like uh, last year, I, I distinctly remember, and, and it was it was a big uh, to-do, like people like people to get back at, you know, their ex-girlfriend or whatever, they right. were reporting them to the IRS. So the cool part about this particular business model is that those ladies – they're they're taxed already so mm-hmm. like so they don't have to you know they're not going to get in trouble like when yeah. they leave with money they got money but. yeah they get a w-2 at the end of the year um and the good thing is like in a, in a time like we're in right now with everything that's going on and us being shut down because they are employees they can file unemployment that's so awesome. a lot of uh sex workers put out of a job you know dancers or entertainers or whatever that are contracted employees they can't file for unemployment yeah um yeah they're just like well right, they're fucked so yeah these girls you know it's like i said it's a good business model yeah. um i mean obviously taxes suck when you make a lot of money and then we hand you uh, <laughs> a few hundred dollars less than that or whatever at the yeah. end of the night you know um but at a time like this i think it makes people realize like how uh, important that is in that aspect, it's 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 a nice place to work. I mean, obviously, there's things that aren't so nice about it, but yeah. yeah what yeah. job do you work at that everything's good? Right. You know, exactly. you don't. I worked at a bunch of terrible jobs. Me too. <laughs> I would say that uh, I personally, I really miss working there. But now here, here's Can the we weird talk part. About why you don't work there anymore? I mean, sure, <laughs> absolutely, it's fine. Jason got fired from Perfect. a fucking strip club. Well, I got Perfect fired. Time to meet his <laughs> <laughs> I've heard this story like a dozen times. No, you what, actually, I've heard a dozen versions of the story. <laughs> right? a dozen times. It's not true. Well, uh, I miss working there. I'm, there is a, a there is a group of very awesome people that I miss working with. Like, really, there's some I'm, there's some really good people. There. I am really. It, it, it has definitely changed um, how it the environment in there for me now that like none of my uh, friends work there anymore. Right. So, you know, you are gone and, and John is gone. Um, Matt's gone. Matt's gone and Scully's gone. And so like, I'm real sad about that. Um, that was one well, of the things that made the job so fucking fun. Well, that's what I'm saying. Had. It was, it was legitimately fun. Like yeah. I didn't, I didn't hate going in there. Right. I didn't love the hours and there were people there that I didn't necessarily enjoy, but man, going to work there was like, it didn't even seem like work. You're like, right. well, for me, I saved money because I wasn't at the station drinking beer at two o'clock in the morning, and then on top of that, I was making money like for doing security work. So right. it, was, it was it was pretty cool. I like. I think it. that it, it, the job has definitely helped me save money too because I I don't have a lot of time to like hell I spend it on food. It's pretty much all <laughs> my money like to feed myself while yeah. I'm there. I mean, but other than that, I mean, hell, I don't got time to spend money on anything. Well, I'll say the my least favorite part about it was the hours, like yeah. getting home at three thirty or four in the morning. I am on. I am a night owl though, so like being, well, I am too. being up that late doesn't bother me. But like when you okay, so I have to be you know my shift starts at six thirty, so that means I have to start getting ready, especially as a bartender, 
by four because I got to, you know, put on my fucking clown makeup and do my <laughs> hair and, you know, get this fucking outfit on. And, uh, you know, the club is like 35, 40 minutes from my house, so I got to drive there. Um, and and so it takes a lot of it, – it takes a lot more time away from my life than just the hours that I'm there. Right. So that, well, that does suck. Well, plus, I mean, I look at it like you're – your entire the the following day is ruined. Right. Yeah, because I sleep all day the next day. I only worked Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, which meant Friday I wasn't going to get up till at least lunchtime, and then Saturday I was going to be I was going to get up at like eleven thirty to come work or to come do open mat. Yeah. Literally, come do open mat, eat eat breakfast essentially, take a shower, go back to the club. Right. And then sleep all day Sunday so that I could get up and go teach a 7 a.m. morning class in jiu-jitsu. Yeah. So for me, now working, you know, five to six days a week, it's like every day it's just this cycle of get up, get ready for work, work, get home. And then, you know, what what person comes home from work and goes directly to it, bed? I, Fucking nobody. I struggled with that. Too. We yeah. can't come home from work and go directly to bed. So now I'm up for however long, yeah. um, trying to wind down. Um, I've seen so many sunrises yeah. on, on my front porch. Right. And <laughs> just, then, so you just you finally get to bed, and then by the time I wake up the next day, it's about time to start getting ready for work again. Yeah. And it's just over and over. And then Sunday, it's like, I, I'm used to fucking piece of shit that doesn't want to do anything because like oh it's my one day <laughs> yeah you're like oh this is what daylight looks like yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's how I, I would literally like get home at you know let's let's say and i only live like four minutes from the club so mm-hmm. get home let's say it's three you know take my dogs out now it's 3 30 and they're and they're like oh cool it's time to get up now it's 3 30 a.m right let's, let's raise some hell you know <laughs> <clears throat> and let me tell you about not being able to sleep in Jason Beaver's house because them fucking dogs. <laughs> I can only imagine. And don't take this the wrong way, guys. I mean, I was sleeping on the couch. I mean, we all know how Jason Beaver is. But <laughs> <laughs> I tried. I had to sleep on the couch, but you can't fucking sleep because them dogs do nothing but yap. It's not. It's it's just the one dog that needs to be put down. But you're a selfish asshole. I mean, that's a little rough. That's <clears throat> pretty he rough. He does. <laughs> Haven't you seen him? Huh? Which one are we talking about here? Axel. Axel. Oh. He needs uh, to be put down. That dog needs some loving. That's for sure. Oh, he needs no, a lot. I thought he was going to tear my throat out there. You're day, talking so. about Atlas. I'm talking about no, Axel. No, Axel. Oh, Axel. 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 Oh. The one that looks like a coyote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, gotcha. So no, for whenever our, I went in there, like I heard all three of them going off. No, but I think no. it's because I just came. Axel in. is in constant chronic fucking pain. You don't know that. Has he ever die. told you that? <laughs> he tells it, me that by whining. If he constantly. wanted to die, he would have done been gone. <laughs> Well, so for the listeners, I have a for all eleven listeners, <laughs> I have I have a German Shepherd Coyote mix. His name is Axel, and he's he just turned he either, I think he just turned twenty two fourteen. He turned That's fourteen. He 14 oh, okay, yeah, he turned fourteen in uh, October, so he's like fourteen and a half, <clears throat> and he's pretty old. But he's had like a great life, and he still he still eats, he still drinks, a still, lot. Because he probably has diabetes. Well, he does drink a lot. <laughs> he goes. He doesn't. He doesn't make a mess in the house, except for the one time. <laughs> <laughs> Nicole was at my house one time and or took him. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I took him for oh a no. I, I took him for a walk, and uh, he he just drinks water. Like he loves to drink water. Yeah. So because he's diabetic. I, I um, <laughs> took him out for a walk. He did his business. She and Nicole had never really met him, so I come walking him back inside, and she's like, "Oh, hey, come here, puppy!" And she reaches her hand out to to pet him, and he just looks and goes, and just, and just vomits like, like vomits. <laughs> oh just v- randomly vomits like you know. <laughs> 16 ounces of water that he just chugged and and she she just looked at me i was just i just busted out laughing i was like what are you gonna do you know your, your ancient dog just threw up all over the yeah. place i do i do love him he is super sweet he's I'm so sure, sweet. like in his younger days he was a fucking asshole he was um, ab- so you know what's funny uh as he's gotten older well because he's old he can't see and he doesn't hear real well which and, you would uh, think would make him more ornery well, but he's super gentle and he's just chill, chill now. Yeah, he's chill. But man, when he was younger, pe- people are like, they're worried about my other two dogs. Listen, Axel has legitimately bit people, like because several he, people. Because he is a coyote. Because <laughs> he's a coyote. And, <laughs> but now here's the thing. You would have to chase him down to get bit. Like, he used to have his mailman. Um, he, he, I used to own this body shop, and Axel was my shop dog. And so I had this mailman who was determined to pet Axel. And Axel was like skittish. Like he, he was my best friend, and that's it. Like he didn't want you anyone else to touch him. And uh, this mailman, he just was determined, and we were kind of friendly. We rode motorcycles together sometimes. Yeah. Well, he came busting in the shop one day, and like cornered my dog. And I, I, you know, I told him I was like, "Man, leave my dog alone. Like he's gonna bite you. What is wrong with you?" And he just, "No, nah, I'm gonna pet this dog, you know." And he, all dogs like me. And literally ninety seconds later, he's like holding his hand. And I was like, "Hey, bit you, didn't he?" He's like, uh, "Yeah, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna find no charges." I was like, "I know you ain't. I'll beat your ass. Like, you ain't gonna come in here you, and chase my dog down and like, corner Sarah, him." That's not a dog. Yeah. <laughs> Leave him alone. I mean, he literally like chased him into a corner and then reached his hand out with him yeah. shaking and pissing all over himself and growling like yeah. he's gonna bite you. Of course he is. He's so sweet now, and I love Nadia too. She's. Uh... Nadia is a sweetheart. Now that mm. other one on the other hand, <laughs> he bites her in the ass every he, time. Like, and here's the thing, and it's not just my—he got me on the back of the arm one time too. Oh. So he just—he's so good at it. He—he's a fucking professional. He'll just nip me, just the tiniest, <laughs> like not bite me. Like, I would rather be fucking you? bit almost. No, you wouldn't. Yeah, he, no, you wouldn't. He pinches me with his teeth, <laughs> and it hurts so bad. He does it every time. I think Jason lets him. Like, Jason will have him on the leash, and he'll just fucking lunge at me and just nip me wherever I, he can reach. I don't not not yeah. like it. Yeah, he nips me right on the butt one time. It hurt like fuck. He's such a – he's like a he's like a, a four-year-old with ADHD, basically, is what that dog is. I mean – He's definitely my dog. There's he, no doubt. He could be a super sweet dog, but he's very, very hyper. Hmm. Well, I, I think it's hilarious. And hard personally. to love. He is hard to love. <laughs> I would I would give you this. He is he, he doesn't enjoy being petted. I would never do uh so Jason one time talked me into holding a toy for <laughs> Nadia. That was for Nadia. I t- a, for Nadia to like grab out of my hands, which is oh, like no. I talked I talked Ricky into that too. Did he do yeah, it? Yeah, I he, cannot believe it. I'm was so proud terrified. of you, Ricky. Oh, I he was, was too. Terrified. I was scared. I was like, this dog's gonna take off one of my fucking fingers. Like, she could. I was scared to but, death. But she has a good aim. She, yeah. It's just a game for her. Like it was fun. I mean, it was still like very nerve wracking, but it was like a fun experience. Mm. 
I would never do that with that other. What's that fucker's name? Atlas. Atlas. I would never do yeah, that right. with Atlas. Well, the other I, thing. I wouldn't advise that. Either. So <laughs> Atlas is like considerably heavier and faster than Nadia. Yeah. And he, he. He has put a lot of size on. And yeah. like, it, it <clears> seems like yesterday, I, last time I saw him, he was like this little lanky puppy. Yeah, he's with shredded no now. Yeah. yeah, now he's got this big ass neck like a collegiate wrestler. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can like legit see all the veins in his back legs and stuff. I mean, yeah. Yeah, a lot of that stuff's just genetics. I mean, yeah. yeah, he he comes from a long line of professional athletes, basically. Yeah. But yeah, he he'll he'll nip you in the butt or arm. <laughs> he doesn't. Uh, I, a lot of times, I think he just does that shit for for fun, like to to. He, right. He's like this he's is hilarious. Yeah, yeah, he is a child. Yeah, he is. It's How old is funny. he now? He's uh he turned two oh, in yeah. he's definitely December. Still a child. Yeah. So he's like two and a half. Well, okay, his nuts off yet? Let's do that. What? Please. No, what's wrong with Jesus you? Jesus Christ. <laughs> that was like the weirdest thing anyone would ever say. <laughs> Let's calm him down. No, he needs it. He's Are not, you gonna breed him? No. No? No. Okay. Well, I, it's my belief that uh, if you're a responsible pet owner, like you can What uh, about Nadia? What about her? Is she She's fixed, but I will tell you why. So well, it's it's like a health problem if you don't if you don't. No, if you're that's not bullshit. Yeah. That's no, totally it's not. Bullshit. My friend worked for a vet. <laughs> I, my friend worked for a vet. That's bullshit. <laughs> I mean, like their uterus will get like anyway. That's gross. But it, it yeah. No, you should take it out if it's no. Not that's not true. It. Listen, uh, you're born like things are born with the pro- parts that they need. I think they should keep them as long as they need them. Okay, that's my opinion. That being said, so. Before I moved to New York uh, last year, <clears throat> I I left my I left Nadia with my dad. <laughs> Bro, <laughs> <laughs> and my dad has another dog. Fed her. Oh yeah, my dad. Yeah, we'll, we'll get back to that. So, I remember that. <clears throat> so my dad has a little dog, a little pit bull mix. His name is Chester. We call him Chester the Molester. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Dad, why did you name him Chester? <laughs> that was the name he had. Okay, well. And Chester's a little sweetheart, but like the la- my dad is seventy two, and like he's mm-hmm. maybe not the most you know he he'll fall asleep taking a nap or whatever. So the last thing you need is some mutt puppies that no one wants, like you know because my dad's maybe not it's not I don't want to call him irresponsible, but yeah. you know he's it's just older. Relaxed. Yeah, he's not, not he's, equipped. Yeah, he's older and you yeah. know it, it's taxing enough to like dump this crazy working dog on him while I'm going. For who knows how long. Hmm. So I, I had Nadia um, spayed while before I left so that she couldn't get pregnant with crazy Chester mutt, the mutt, mutt puppies, oh, you know, <laughs> Pitbull yeah. Malinois puppies. Like, who needs that, you know? <laughs> no one. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> and then the, the thing that people were, uh, that these two were laughing at was that my dad drastically overfed Nadia. So when I got back from New York. What did he feed her? Anything. He, she she is so sweet. She loves him and he loves her. And so. She just looked so weird. She didn't like get so completely odd. round. Yeah. Just like parts of her got round. The rest of it didn't. Well, she looked like a barrel. Yeah. <laughs> she literally looked like a, a 55 gallon barrel that you stuck four sticks in for legs. <laughs> my mom and my grandmother did the same thing. So um, I got my dog, uh, Peanut, who was a Sharpay when she was a puppy. And at one point, um, I didn't. Uh, I had bought a house, like, 19, I had bought a house, but we were having to do construction on it, so, like, I couldn't live in the house. I was having to live with, like, my uh, my boyfriend's parents. So I couldn't have 
Peanut with me. So I sent her to go live with uh, my mother was like living with her mother at the time to help take care of her up in like Winston-Salem. So I send Peanut up there for a year or so to live. She was fucking, I mean, Sharpays, <laughs> as you all know, kinda, are like, kinda chunky like to wrinkly. Yeah. They're wrinkly dogs. Yeah. Yeah. Like they got like extra skin. This bitch was so fat. She had no wrinkles. <laughs> she, <laughs> she had. She had. She developed cankles, which never went away. Like even after she lost weight, they just like oh, stayed. These these big fat meaty uh, cankles forever, the rest of her life. She had them, but yeah, she had no wrinkles whatsoever. It was just like head, just like went into body. Like there was no neck. It was yeah, yeah. That's what parents do to your animals. Well, I've I've got Nadia almost kind of back to where she should be mm-hmm. but like she has a waist now and she has muscles and <laughs> yeah. stuff but she yeah. she's still she's like still I yeah i don't think yeah. she's ever going to be like the shredded athlete dog that she used to be yeah and she gets she gets real pissy if i don't feed her enough i've kind of cut her back just a little more too <laughs> you put her in some like science side or something i don't know no. she have some like diet dog food <laughs> <laughs> she I never mean, understood that she'll eat all all you'll feed her for sure but, well, anyway, it's almost time to call this done. What the fuck have we been doing? We've talking just been talking. That's what we do. Yeah. Like, that's that's why we do it. Yeah. Just to have conversations with our friends. So we well, covered a lot more in this one than we did the last one, I think. Yeah. Last one kind of went off the rails a little bit. Well, yeah. might have been because... Jason we, wouldn't shut the fuck up. That's not true. We were drinking for an me. hour before uh, before the podcast. Oh, yeah. That we was had, the problem. We had some technical, still feel terrible about that. Yeah. Some technical <laughs> yeah. difficulties. Our getting... en- engineer and co-host, co-host uh, <laughs> yeah. Daniel like, couldn't uh, get the yeah. mics to work. We so actually we... wanted to get him drunk today, but he's not having it. Yeah, he's like, eh. He's pass. like a, no. a beer and a half in. <laughs> he's being very careful. <clears throat> well, what else, what else do we need to know about you this time? So what are you doing now? That's what I, I want to know. I'm I, I'm sitting at home playing fucking Minecraft. I mean, like, I'm. I'm so not, how long ago did y'all close down? The day that the governor gave the order. I mean, he. Order? No, no, no. Last Tuesday. No, the order is for Monday. At no, five. no, 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 no. Y'all closed a week after Phoenix did, and it wasn't because of the governor. No, he no, didn't, no, he for, didn't close gyms the same day he closed bars. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So he closed bars. Also, oh, when they closed, closed bars restaurants, and restaurants, it was bars too. Okay, bars gotcha. and restaurants got closed before gyms did, which is odd. But anyway, that's can you not just odd fucking at all. Close them all together. No, we were y'all closed after us. Y'all closed after Phoenix for sure. Yeah, so no, Beverly made a moral decision. No, but I, I, I wasn't yeah. forced to close. I, I oh. chose to close yeah. like a week before y'all closed. What's today? Sunday. Sunday. We closed not this past Tuesday, but the one before that. Yeah. Well, so I think it's, it's been I think a while. Phoenix closed that Monday. Yeah, it's been. Think, yeah, so it's this been is weeks. this is the end of the second week. Yeah, and then this coming month will be yeah. the fourth or the. So we'll be closed six weeks. Yeah, easily. It's it's At it's least. hard. I told Jason earlier. I'm like, I'm not a good. Um, I'm not good at being an adult without structure. Yeah, I need like a routine. Um, so like during this this time, like I want to you know, get up and, like, be some fucking superhuman that, like, goes and runs or Do exercises it. or whatever. Sure, it's easy to say, but then I What's get up and I'm you? like, fuck it, I'm just going to play video games. Like, that's, and eat fucking snacks. Goodness. Gain, like, six pounds. So. Yeah, it's only been two weeks. Right. Like, what's yeah. it going to, uh, so, this is no lie. You can ask Daniel. I have. I need, like, a person. I need, 
Like, I'll, I'll be your I'll be your hype man. There you go. Did, well, are you gonna come? No, like, I'm not coming to your me, house. That's what no. I'm saying. Like, I need someone to like come make me exercise. What's Eddie doing? Being, he's exercise too. He, he's not helping me at all. Like, he is lazier than I am. Well, but that's because Eddie's 21 or right, 22, and he saying. can do like, that. Like, can't, yeah, can, yeah. He, Eddie's still got fucking abs. Yeah, he can drink saying? a case of beer and have abs. Like, like that guy. Him. I mean, you can have the abs, but you ain't going to have the conditioning. You ain't going to have the gas. Well, he tank. don't care about that. No, <laughs> but he will. He'll still be better than most people because yeah. he's fucking 22 years old and, right. like, never runs out of energy. Y'all need to be your own support team. Yeah, he's not good at that. Like, he's like, he will talk to me. Like, I'll, like, at night, I'll be like, all right, tomorrow we're going to be productive. I'm like, I'm going to get up and I'm going to wash clothes and we're going to clean this house and there's so many fucking dishes, Jesus Christ. And Oh, man, set an alarm, <gasps> keep a journal, do Look, whatever we get you up the next day and he's like, do you really want to be productive? I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> and he's not good at being, yeah, he wants to be lazy just like I that. do. So uh, I made a post the other day on Facebook. I ha- And this is, this is the God's honest truth. I have never done less laundry or washed more dishes it's a fucking in a truth. decade yeah yep. like so i'm basically walking around naked every day and eating so that's the truth i i'm not walking <laughs> around naked all that much but I've, i'm wearing like the same shorts as i wore three days ago because like I did, how did you get them dirty like you didn't leave the yeah. house you know well, yeah. i will say i imagine that's how mine's gonna them, be this week because yeah. we're yeah y'all are close yeah. to at least you have like a baby to keep you company. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, Anna, SO, I got the wife. She well, I mean, me I have too. Eddie. He keeps me company for sure. Like, that, that's, that's helpful. Feed off I each don't want to, like, like, the good thing about him is, is, as much as, like, we have been stuck at home with just each other, because I did have, like, a, a little scare. Um, a girl, one of our entertainers, uh, you know, messaged, like, as soon as we closed. What the fuck? I don't know. What is that? Stop playing on your phone. phone? How about that? Yeah. Might just leave that down. I was just checking the time. I can tell you what time it is. Please continue. You had a scare. Please. Had a scare. So one of our entertainers, after we closed, sent a message to our manager and said that someone that she had been around at one of her other jobs had been around someone who tested positive. So um, I... I had a bit of a scare there, and and uh, I thought you were going to tell us that you thought you were pregnant. I was no. like, "Oh my god!" It's normally what a scare means. <laughs> no, uh, like with the with the virus. So like I didn't. Yeah. I was very um, for like a, a long while. I mean, except for today, I think this is probably the first time I've been around people. Yeah, it's been about what fourteen days or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like it's yeah. like so. I uh, I don't want to be irresponsible, um, and. So I, I, I stayed around, you know, away from people, mm-hmm. um, and I'm like, well, I'm, I'm still feeling fine. I think everything's going to be okay. So um, it's just been me and Eddie. But, you know, I get along with him really well. We haven't, we haven't like, tried to kill each other yet, so I think we're doing pretty good. good on as far as that goes. Yeah. We're just not good at being productive. But I just got to find something to be productive at. Yeah. Like, one of my big uh, things. We're since... productive at building buildings on Minecraft. <laughs> That's not a bad thing. So like you're no, still, it's totally a bad thing. You're still working your, your brain. Uh, I mean, yeah. I, I want to say that it helps my hand-eye coordination when I'm fighting no, things. No, it doesn't. When I'm ask. fighting things, no, for ask. sure, video no. games definitely help your hand-eye coordination. You, you know what else they help you? That only works. They help you get real fat. Too. I also have my VR system on my PlayStation, so I play like Beat Saber and Creed, which is exercise as fuck. What are these things? No, it's um, not. 
Creed is like uh, it's a virtual reality boxing game. So like, oh, you have I thought to, like, you were talking about that band. I was like, you 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 listen to Creed? No, what I thought she was Assassin's you? Creed. So no, I really went no, like Creed. You know, like the Rocky, Rocky movie. Creed. So like, there's a, there's Creed, a video yeah. game, like a boxing video game, and so like you have to like stand up and like actually like throw. Okay. You mean to tell me you have to stand up? Yes, it's a VR system, virtual reality. No, it's virtual <laughs> you reality. You can do it from your chair. Oh well, who fucking does that? Everybody. So, like, you put the VR on, and it's like, bro, you have to come to my house and play this. It's fuck. It will blow your old ass mind. It's so crazy. Like, I, I don't. Please come to my house and play. No, because you know what happened. You'll Facebook Live it, and then I'll I'll look I like won't. an idiot. I will. I never Facebook <laughs> punching Live punching the anything. air. It's it's so fun. And so I'm just saying, like. And then Beat Saber is like, uh, have you ever played Fruit Ninja? No. What is wrong with you? Fucking no. A. <laughs> Fruit Ninja. So do a match on that. And then go run for the same amount of time. Tell me which one wears you out faster. Well, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Creed okay. fucking wears me the fuck out, bro. Yeah, I'm but like, sure it wears me but, okay, out. Okay, so like do it's that. legit a boxing exercise. Do that. Time how long you're in the match. You no know, win, lose, whatever. Yeah. And then go do the same equivalent of bag work. Well, so in the video game, you can <laughs> she's actually. Not gonna, she's not gonna no, listen. It. Like in the video game, you can do um, like exercises so i can do like you could but so you, you can do bag work in the video game I'm so you can there. hit an actual yes. bag to move a heavy bag but listen yes. no okay. no no yeah. she's saying you can well, move you a can virtual bag oh you're hitting a you virtual can throw punch, bag but it's like for speed so, so like, you can that shadow box rough. so which is a, a here's what i want to exercise you ain't gotta <laughs> i don't have a real heavy bag oh we'll get you one i'll get you we got like three of them please come over and play look how she changed it I want. I'm begging you. I will pay you twenty dollars in gas to come to my house. Okay. And, and I got it in my purse. Like I will give you twenty dollars. <laughs> I don't want it in ones either. <laughs> <laughs> I know nah, where you work. I, nah, I'm trying I, to get them twenties. I'm fucking management now, bro. I get oh, okay. Twenties. All right. I get some twenties. It's only because he trades them ones out. <laughs> that's, that's exactly why. Because management don't pay shit. <laughs> Well, all right. Well, fuck been... you guys. I appreciate you being. <laughs> I appreciate being your second choice today. <laughs> well, you're our first like recurring guest. I feel yeah, like we're gonna have to have you back well, again. Well, I mean, like, Eddie messaged you and told you that I need to be permanent, and well, that didn't come from me. I swear to God. Well, I think feel like Eddie has a biased opinion. Maybe Not really. He doesn't like me that much. <laughs> <laughs> well, for me, I sort of feel like three people and a guest. Well, I would say that when you have guests, I would probably not come. Okay. Well, then just show up whenever you want. Really. I mean, like... Yeah. It, don't bring so, the coronavirus. Just, like, yeah. So, days that you don't have guests, I can come if you want me to do that. I mean, I know you want to have guests a lot. Let's but do that it. three people and a guest is a lot. Well, especially since I broke the stupid microphone last time. I, I like, just turned the thing broke and the it stand. just broke. Yeah. I just legit just straight broke the microphone. Gorilla. And Daniel and I were already, like pissing and moaning at each other like the whole morning before so I was like great. You're basically married. <laughs> yeah, we're, You're basically fucking married. We are essentially Nate. married. <laughs> that, that's how married we are. He, he, it doesn't yeah. matter what I what I say. He disagrees. He's the wife. No matter what. <laughs> uh, I'm not getting into this again. <laughs> oh, we forgot to talk about Daniel's modeling. Oh, shit. Alright, we'll save again. that. We ain't got time. He's got stuff to do. You've how, got how stuff long, to how do. How long have we been going like, for? A good while. Like five hours. Like oh, almost just, two hours. Right, yeah. all right, all right. We're like an hour and a half. Next time. We're sure. going to talk about Daniel's modeling. Okay, again. so um, to wrap it up, 
William Johnson. Sells meth. <laughs> Crystal meth, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and um, we love you, William. We, we really do. We really do. Well, me and Nicole do. I'm excited of. to talk to you if that counts. Daniel's, Daniel's <laughs> interested in meeting you. Yeah, I've got a lot of questions <laughs> that do not involve <laughs> any of the stuff that hey we talked about. Hey man, you got any meth? <laughs> that's, yeah. your, that's Daniel's question. Yeah. You got you got any of that speed, bro? Mm-hmm. You got a Camaro? What the fuck, Tom? All right. Well, Daniel, you done? You got anything? That's it. Thank you for coming. Thank y'all. Always a pleasure talking to you. Hopefully uh, we can continue to have some productive conversations. Right. Next time, why don't you come up with some interesting stuff to talk about? Because I'm, I'm out. I did that the first time, and then y'all just like destroy right it. Now, guys. Yeah, I got plenty. Y'all of stuff to talk didn't about. destroy it. Jason y'all did. got it Jason. completely off track. You did, but yes, you got drunk I will bring in some on. more. <laughs> I was trying to keep it on track. No, you but weren't. I was trying to like keep the flow going too. So okay, we've got long. a crazy dog yeah. beating our legs. We gotta go. <laughs> I'd be fine. All right, <laughs> thanks to Nicole. Beat. Thank you, Daniel. Thank you. Jiu Jitsu Podcast. Follow us on uh, Instagram, Facebook, everything but Twitter. <laughs> everything but Twitter. Uh, yeah. Remember, anywhere you're listening to this, uh, whatever platform you're listening to it on, give us a five star review, and leave like you know a review, even if you don't like us. And uh, follow Nicole at uh, Nicole at East Coast. And that it's it? like at Nicole. Oh, fuck, I don't even know my own handle, guys. Whatever, it doesn't matter. You'll we'll find it. it. Yeah, yeah. You, she's pretty easy to find. Yeah. All right, cool. Thanks. Bye. 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 Bye.